brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. You know how they say that during a time of crisis, you learn the real lay of the land and who your real friends are? We did that in the last couple of days with the whole trad sphere kind of blowing up with that FBI monitoring traditional Catholic story. We learned who really among like the commentator class does not like us, among the alleged journalist who doesn't like us. And we learned really about the state of things. And we also learned that there's a few things that people just aren't picking up yet on this. So let's talk about some of that today. Let's start with an update on the story, which is, by the way, all this, my ability to put everything that I'm doing down in delayed videos I've made to give you these updates is made possible by the generosity of the patrons who support this channel. So thank you to them for doing so. If you would like to be a patron of the channel, there's links to Subscribestar, which is a Patreon alternative that respects speech, isn't going to kick people off for having naughty opinions, as well as Patreon and the join button and some other options in the description box below, all of which were requested by people who watched the channel years ago. Thank you for your time on that. Let's get into this first. First update, the FBI has rescinded the story. The Daily Beast, I think it was, published an article about this. They're a very mainstream news organization. You see talking heads on cable news mentioning Daily Beast stories to give you an idea of their influence. And the Daily Beast published a story about this and asked some pointed questions to the FBI. And the FBI responded by saying they've rescinded the article because they were never expecting this to go public because, again, the original story was leaked by an FBI whistleblower. And they're reviewing their methods for making such lists and all sorts of other things and about who they're watching. That's all well and good. There's something going on else going on right now, and that's there's this thing called the Church Committee going on. Now, if you don't know what that is, the House of Representatives have, have brought back something that was done in 1975, and the Church Committee, as it was called, 1975, was a committee to investigate corruption in the various alphabet organizations. These are the security organizations in the federal government. Infamous period in history. This was all in the aftermath of Nixon and Vietnam and all sorts of other things that had been happening at the time. And in some ways, things looked a lot like they do now with overreach by certain federal agencies. Well, <laughs> there's that going on again right now with the feds. So that's going on. And the timing of the leak of that story could not have been more perfect. In fact, I suspect was timed as such, because if you knew these committee hearings were about to start, that would be the perfect time just before they start to uh, be if you were an FBI whistleblower to release such documentation on the public. And I suspect that's the driving factor here. And I'm, my hope is that some of the House, members of the House of Representatives will ask some very pointed questions about this story if they haven't already. Try to keep up to, on that if possible. It's more the kind of thing I'm more likely to post on Twitter than any within in a video, though. So let's talk about some odd things I noticed about this story. The first was I looked on YouTube and I didn't see anyone else talking about this. Let me know in the comments if you saw another YouTube Catholic commentator or audio podcaster talking about this story. I didn't see anyone, not a single person. Some chose to sort of upload old clips of like two-year-old live streams they'd done instead. It was odd. And I had a couple people tell me behind the scenes why that was why they thought that was, and that's because there are certain very high-profile people in the commentary sphere who 
the Vatican would absolutely like to take down. If you watched my video yesterday about the, well, the admission by Rome that they are watching traditional Catholic commentators, it seems like a profound waste of their time to me if they want to go after things and if they completely misunderstand the reach we all have. If they want to do that, that's their business, but they are keeping tabs on bloggers and YouTubers and the rest. And certain ones of us, they would absolutely love to take down. And I suspect that's why you didn't see anybody else commenting on this. Now, there in, almost everyone else seems to have missed this. And uh, this was even I missed this. This was brought to my attention by a friend talking privately to me, but I'm going to repeat what they said. You noticed that not a single person in this story involving the FBI has mentioned that this is the government's essential endorsement of the way the church is run right now. There's a few factors about this. The reasoning was that traditional Catholics reject Vatican II and are against Francis. Now, I have to ask you, why does the U.S. government care about Vatican II and Francis? I have my suspicions about Vatican II, actually. And that would have to be, it would require like a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request. That could cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars that I don't have and put me, you know, squarely in the sights of some people without looking into the involvement of the U.S. government at Vatican II. I have my suspicions, strong suspicions. They were heavily involved there. But other than that, I don't understand why they, they care. Except for one thing, the way the church is run now and has been run for decades going back to the council, makes the Catholic Church not a threat to the current order of things. And when I say that, when I say use the term novus ordo, that is usually what I'm referring to. Unless I'm explicitly talking about the mass, if you hear me talk about the novus ordo, that is what I'm talking about. The order of the church and the way it's been run, the culture of the church, and the way the Catholics, Catholics live their lives that has emerged as a consequence of council and the changing of the way we worship at the mass I'm not usually talking about the mass explicitly but it seems that they're not threatened by that that's fascinating to me and the reason that the way the church has been the state of the church for the last several decades the reason that that is not a threat to the current establishment is very simple it comes down to one basic difference and the one common thing that unites the SSPX, the FSSP, the Institute of Christ the King, set of Acontists, the Marian Corps, SSPX resistance groups, independent priests, and even, you know, diocesan Latin mass goers. And it's not the liturgy. The one thing that unites everyone if they, are a, if they are a traditionalist, and what separates them, a traditionalist, from the conservative Novus Ordo Catholic, is that we believe and want the social reign of Christ the King. The Catholic Church taught until the Council in this, that Christ ruled over everything and that he should rule over all of society, that it's a hard teaching when you think about the implications of it in any meaningful way. This was the crux of the disagreement between Archbishop Lefebvre and Cardinal Ratzinger because the council fundamentally changed what the kingship of Christ means, that the traditional understanding of the social reign of Christ the King had been stricken from our doctrines. It was a debate that Lefebvre had with Ratzinger for, for many years. 
And Lefebvre could not get Ratzinger to affirm the previous teaching on the social reign of Christ the King. This is infamous stuff and among in the traditional world. But it's the one thing that we all tend to agree on is that we believe that Christ is king and that not just king in our private lives, that he is king of our wallets. He is king of it in our you know personal lives, but he's also king of society and that his kingship should be recognized. And when you think about what that means, it means it includes how society should operate, what is and is not acceptable. The powers that be find that objectionable, to put it mildly. And that is why they view traditional Catholicism as dangerous. That's the real reason. That's the crux of the matter. And if you, if you have questions about the social reign of Christ the King and how that conflicts with modern society, go back again to Leo XIII's encyclical Libertas. I have a reading of it on this channel from almost when I started. So the audio quality is even worse, way worse than what I have now. But it's an important encyclical by Leo XIII because you will feel convicted as an American because he was writing about the errors of American culture, the error of Americanism, as he called it. It's hard. It's a hard listen. And that is why traditional Catholics have always been on the outs in the broader culture. We just have been. And now, it seems, the powers that be <laughs> are really setting their sights on us, or were, until the Church Commission. And then there's, of course, the whole matter of uh, Catholic journalists. There's one who will remain unnamed, but this person was using the opportunity to tout their ties to Rome, to Catholic media outlets and to the U.S. government in a massive self-own, if you think about it in any real way, to then give undue authority to certain cardinals who had made unilateral declarations of the SSPX being in schism when they're not. They have never been declared as such, and modernist Rome is not in any position to declare anybody in schism at this point anyway. But to also repeat tired old arguments against Archbishop Vigano to smear Bishop Schneider, I mean, they went after everyone. And this is a person who, before all this came down, was publicly asking for private information about a certain exorcist priest that many of you are very, very big followers of who enjoy his work very closely. We have discovered who our friends are and who our friends are not. And no one's mentioning it. And now the story's about to go away. This may be the last video any of us makes on this topic unless some new detail emerges. Another thing no one really talked about, some people on that list of people they watch, you know, The Remnant, uh, uh, Christ or Chaos, Tradition in Action, Catholic Family News, those, they are traditionalists, but there was a couple that weren't. And the one that springs to mind is Culture Wars. Dr. Jones is not a traditionalist. In fact, he has famously taken the anti-traditionalist, pro-conciliar stance in a lot of the public debates. He is a conservative part of the Novus Ordo Church. Now, does he have the faith? Yeah, as far as I can tell. He's on that list because of things he said about our so-called elder brothers. There's, it's a, an odd list because that list is certainly not comprehensive among traditional organizations. And many of them have had, never had said anything really about politics to my knowledge publicly. And others have pretty normal politics. As I mentioned in my original video, Michael Matt has 
pretty kind of, you know, normal-ish, like not terribly unusual American conservative politics. How does that get you watched? I don't know. We truly learned a lot about the trad sphere with this in a very short period of time. And I have to ask, have you noticed this? What else have you noticed about this story? Because it came, people talked about it a lot online. You could see every, on Facebook, on Twitter, you saw it everywhere, but you didn't see it on YouTube, except for me, which is weird. I knew I had to talk about it, and I figured everyone would be talking about it, but no one else did, and that's strange. So curious what you saw. What else did you see in this? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. And again, thanks to the patrons for supporting the work I do here and enabling me to drop everything I'm doing or pay attention to the news all day long when stories like this have come out. It is appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.